Okay, say something, Austin. Is that better? Much better, bro. Hold on, I can hear my wife and them in the background. Shh. Night, night time. God damn it! Aubrey's so- only a good girl if she goes to sleep right. God damn now. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I know. Go to bed right now. <laughs> All right. She turns two years old, and magically she's able to stay up till goddamn midnight. I know, dude. What the fuck? All right. <laughs> you guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right. On three, two, one. What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Growth Podcast. One half of your favorite fat duo here with my homie, Austin. The other half. Austin, buddy, how are you? Good. Good. We had a busy day, but got a bunch of stuff done, so that's always good. I hear you there. Uh, we do have a special guest with us tonight, Mr. Evan Underwood. Evan, buddy, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hell yeah, man. That's what we like to hear. Um, look, we're going to dive right into it. Well, as soon as I make a special announcement, I um, just want to take this time to say a very, very big thank you to Emily Chess and Melanie Hudson for uh, basically putting together our 10-year high school reunion. I appreciate that. I had fun tonight. I'm glad I went. <coughs> And to everyone else, to the class of 2012, thank you guys. I had fun. Um, otherwise, let's go ahead and <clears throat> move on from here. Did you do a shameless plug of our of our podcast at the class reunion? I was going to, bro. I was going to, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little drunk right now. And I was very <laughs> drunk while I was there. So, like, I tried, but I didn't get it in because they were busy. Like, uh, okay, look, I'm going to just say this. I'm not trying to, like, shit on the hard work they put into this, but there were some videos that were done from like our old high school teachers. They're like, Hey guys, can't believe you fucking made it 10 years. Like, damn, who can't graduate high school? You know, like they were doing that. And I was standing there the whole time. Like great, great podcast. Great, great podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to plug it. And everyone's looking at me like, shut the fuck up, dude. (laughs) You suck. Then you suck now. Like quit talking. (laughs) No, I, I tried, but um, I did get recognized for it. That's why I didn't want to go to my high school reunion. It had nothing to do with the people I knew. It was that I am um, <clears throat> a controversial for telling the truth. So, yeah, so you always have been. Yeah, so I had like two people come up to me like, hey, man, uh, listen to your show. A little too much for my taste, but sounds like you're doing good, and I'm glad you're doing good work out there. Keep going. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. So luckily it wasn't like too, too bad. I was waiting for one dude to go, hey man, the fuck thinks you have the right to talk shit about trans people? <laughs> and then I would have to sit there and go like, well, are you the trans? It's going to get bad. In this fucking pizzeria and brewery, all right? It's going to get bad up in here. Yeah, I'm dude. just like, one of those things, I'm sorry that you have a penis. <laughs> yeah, I, ran I ran into one person there that was like, I'm from downtown Denver. That's where I live. It's a superior city. And I looked at her like, oh, yeah, superior? It's falling apart. Like, bitch, it's, like, chained up, dude. Well, the whole city got burnt down, Dan. It's... <laughs> yeah, the whole city's ass. Like, it, it sucks now. Yeah, it's literally burnt down. Just... Yeah. After all the hey, At least their entire police department is retired yet. Eh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> it's funny you mention that. I was there with a cop, actually. He was one of my... Uh, one of my old classmates, you know, husband, and he was like just talking mad shit about everything. And I was telling him, like, yeah, dude, downtown's a fucking nightmare. So, yeah. Thank God you don't got to be there because it sucks ass. I'm pretty sure that the occupancy is like half of what it used to be. And if there is people living down there, they're living in the sewers and shit where they're safer from all the peaceful protests. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Could you yeah, imagine no, taking a nap and all of a sudden Denver. Michelangelo comes up and kicks you? <laughs> Yeah, get him a kind of sewer. Imagine looking out your window like, God, it's a beautiful day out. I want to go to Coors Field to see a baseball game. Then you see a fucking, like, big-ass liquor bottle come flying at your window. <laughs> Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Oh, yeah, just being peaceful. I know. I mean, either way, I mean, COVID really killed Denver. Yeah, dude. Like, all the people who work just kind of left and realized that we can do it from home in some suburb that's cheaper. It is cheaper. And that's it, the it, sad thing. Yeah, and it just, like, left all the homeless people. And the people still want to live down there for some reason who are like all the weirdos. Well, they're all the fucking, yeah, they're all the really, really tight liberals. And I want to say millennial, but that's not fair because we're all millennials by definition. But yeah, 
they are the target audience, millennials. They're the you know liberal Democrats, whatever. They're the ones that live down there. You will not find a Trump supporter down there. And if you do, it's because he's working, just like I am. Yeah. That's the only time <laughs> we're fucking down there. We don't live down there. It's a place to work. That's the yeah. sad thing, because, you know, regardless of the, the protests and everything, I still got a job. They needed me more than anything because of the protest. Yeah. But I'm glad we're talking about this, because tonight's topic has been something that I've actually been uh, really looking into. Uh, uh, something that I've been kind of like uh, rabbit-holing myself into. I want to talk about societal collapse. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about um, loss of innocence, morals, and things like that. Austin, what kind of shit are you talking? I see you talking shit, but you won't say it. <laughs> he just goes, I want to talk about something, and I went down a rabbit hole thinking like, oh, this is going to be a weird niche subject. The destruction of the general planet, the society around us. Terminator type stuff. Family falling apart and shit. Like, <laughs> no, I, I want to talk this about road, like, this. This ruling is tearing our family apart. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man. Like, our world is just fucking... And by our world, I mean, uh, in broad definition, I'm talking about us, America, the United States. Yeah. We are falling apart, and I really don't think we're that far from societal collapse. I think that I'm not saying end of the bullshit. I'm saying like we're gonna lose what we have now to become something completely different. Only I gotta tell you about something. Satan is moving in this country. <laughs> Satan's coming, and he's breaking down the fatherly role like God intended. I'll tell you, it's Satan. Get right with the Lord. Dude, that's uh, that's essentially what's happening here. Like yeah. fucking, we're talking about like, uh, we'll we'll say it starts with the schools. So it does start within the educational system, and then, furthermore, uh, media, celebrities, and all that. But the idea of no more nuclear family, no more mother yeah. and father with kids, and you know, having a family like that's statistically speaking, the most successful thing America's given birth to. Yep. But well, we I don't just... want to talk about it because we like to pretend like it's bad. That's the new thing. The new thing is forgetting about family and essentially attacking the, you know, the male role, making a such accusations such as like toxic masculinity and all that crap. But not just that, um, you know, on a broad spectrum, we're talking about the transgender stuff. The I think I'm a cat or I think I'm a mm-hmm. girl. That type of stuff is a, a big part of this. And the re- reason I say that is because I've been looking at this, you know, reading into stuff. And apparently a lot of other civilizations, like a lot of big places before us had all collapsed for various reasons. One of the biggest ones was gender identity politics. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about this though, unless you're Jordan Peterson. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, w- what civilizations are you talking about? Well, like specifically for gender identity stuff. So multiple. One of them for sure is like Rome and shit like that. With the whole fucking the Trojan War, like that that type of shit. Those a lot mm-hmm. of those fell apart because of that specific. Not necessarily to the degree that we're at. We're the only. We're the only time in our history where we're talking about men being women and women being men and being confused by the fact that there's only two genders. Yeah. But in the past, it was very different, but it's almost similar. It's toxic masculinity, but on a different level. It's, you know, people can be gay and it's okay. Not Here's the thing. Let me, let me rephrase that. I don't have a problem with gay people, but because <laughs> I have to actually say this, because it's part of the topic, I'm going to say it. Back then, that wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't like what it is now. Like what, being gay wasn't a thing back then? Or what what do you mean by that? Well, I'm sure being gay was a thing. But it wasn't wasn't accepted like it is now. Oh, yeah. Back then, it was more of a hidden thing. But once they start talking about it, once we start getting rid of masculinity and men or the alpha male, the dominant role, that's when society starts to fall apart. There's no man to protect the woman and the kids. Yeah. Essentially, there's no family, which is where we're at right now. I mean, how many of your friends do you know are actually getting married and having kids? I actually know a few. I know like two, but that's because I have a lot of dumb friends. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, all my friends are pretty smart, and I've actually a good amount of them are getting married. I think one of them actually has a kid, and he's younger than me. <laughs> well, to be fair, too, it's kind of hard to have kids these days, too. We don't take uh-huh. into account the fact that rent's sky high. Yeah. And it's, like, impossible to raise a kid in this economy. Yeah, but it, it's it's kind of weird because what that's you what you would think. Um, sibling that's right. Was that awesome? I was just saying that um, Tony has a sibling who's pretty young who has a kid. Yeah. Yeah, but that um, wasn't my choice as much as I love the dude. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know if I fully believe the, the talking point that people are having less kids simply because it's more expensive or they're less affordable. Uh, because when I was looking into some, into some data, uh, because, you know, one of my... I think one of the biggest challenges for the Western world specifically is maintaining a stable birth rates. It's one of the things that people aren't talking about because it's, I guess, a byproduct of this broader attack from progressives on the nuclear family that they want to make sure that there's less kids being had so that they can. Yeah, except for Elon Musk. They want to make sure that there's less kids being had for various reasons. But one of the reasons how they justify having less kids is because everything's too expensive. That's what they say. Uh, but I believe it was a survey from Pew Research conducted back last year or somewhere in like 2020, 2021 area. And the top reason that um, couples who didn't have kids cited the reason for them not having kids was simply because they didn't want any. Um, it was simply because they didn't want any um, the second most popular reason was they believe that um, they couldn't uh, they couldn't raise them properly. They just weren't confident in their parenting skills. And then I think like the third reason, which I think only around like twelve percent of people said, was affordability. So again, the affordability line makes sense intuitively, but when you compare that to what people are actually saying. Most of them simply just don't want a kid for any rhyme or reason, well, which yeah. to me says that it's more so of a cultural issue to fix to increase no, birth it, rate than it is an economic issue. No, you're no, that's for sure right. Like some people will say it's because it's expensive. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's a cultural thing. I don't really know a lot of people that want to have kids because it's like the end thing to do. The end thing now is to be trans or to be yeah. a rape victim or, and I'm, I know I'm going to get so much heat for saying that, but it's the truth. It's now a, you know, it's the end thing to be a victim of some sort. And the yeah. new talking point is no kids, no family. So a lot of them, yeah, they don't want to have kids because let's face it. They just don't want to be responsible. They won't tell you that, but yeah, th- th- that could well, be even- one reason. Well, and even Bill Maher is talking about how if if this whole being transgender thing is completely natural, then why is it so um, geographically based? Yeah. You know, you know, Bill Maher, who's been a Democrat forever, he goes, there's not a whole bunch of trannies in, in Cleveland, though. There's a whole bunch of trannies in, like, Akron, Ohio. They're <laughs> all in Los Angeles and Portland, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, and Bill, see, Bill Maher, that's, like, crazy because, yeah, you're right, he's, like, hardcore, he was hardcore Democrat for the longest time, and he still is Democrat, he's said it himself that he never changed the party kid, so, you know, yeah. he's, not, he's not a full Republican, but I'm kind of hoping we could see a Republican switch there, that'll kind of convince some people, because, unfortunately, well, right now, the only way on, to get Republican voters is by word of mouth. He, he was on uh, Ben Shapiro's Sunday special, and Ben Shapiro asked him, like, would you vote for a Republican? Well, I would, climate but change he's like, too. the Republicans, he's, he said the issue is right now the Republicans don't care about democracy. They're trying to undermine <laughs> democracy. I'm like, Which oh, is oh funny my God. Fuck. Yeah, you're like, whatever. Uh, but okay. <laughs> That's the funniest thing to me because I just made I just made this argument the other day with a buddy of mine on Facebook. I told him the parties have changed. And he's like, how so? You know, And I was like, dude, you got to understand it like this. The conservatives of today would have been the classic 70s liberals. Yeah. 
Whereas the liberals today would have technically have been the quote-unquote fascist right-wingers of the 70s. The roles mm-hmm. have changed because back then, liberals didn't want to be censored. Nowadays, conservatives are the ones saying, don't censor each other. The parties have definitely changed, but it's always, oh, the Republicans are the ones stopping freedom from happening, undermining the democracy. And like, okay, well, we're not a democracy. A, I don't mm-hmm. understand why people don't fucking get that. But yeah, the, the parties have changed like 100%. Like, you got to remember, the Democrats are the ones that started the KKK. Yep. But we don't talk about that because, you know, fact checkers and shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I yeah. got but anyway, continue. No, it's all good. But yeah, and that's a thing about like whenever Democrats start going on about, um, oh, like Republicans are undermining democracy. Um, all of this just started to be a problem. But like Democrats just started questioning every single one of Americans' electoral institutions the second Republicans started winning them. Right, the second uh, Trump won against Hillary, oh, suddenly the Electoral College was an issue and had to be abolished. The second uh, we got a big case in our favor with Roe v. Wade, oh, suddenly the Supreme Court's undemocratic, it has to be abolished. And the second, uh, you know, the Senate started throwing wrenches in in Biden's agenda uh, in recent years, oh, suddenly the Senate is undemocratic and we have to... Um, make all the senators proportional by represent by um, proportional to the population, well, which means they basically just want it to be like an overpowered House of Representatives. Yeah, that's exactly. uh, so, so. So whenever Democrats say that uh, oh Republicans are undermining democracy, all they're really saying is that Republicans aren't letting us get our way, and we have to change the rules now because we're losing. Yeah, when they start talking about the popular vote versus yeah. That's when I look at them. I'm like, so what you don't like is the fact that you're wrong. Yeah, you don't, it's only a problem. You don't like that one lose. side has a fair advantage. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's only a problem when they lose. <laughs> well, of course, because here's the thing. I'm not like a full-on Republican. I'm, I'm currently voting Republican because, in my opinion, Republicans are the only people I trust with my money right now. Yeah. Do they have an issue? Currently, in my opinion, yes, because a lot of them won't stand up to – the bullshit that we have, and then they wonder why we have it. But the Democratic Party is so fucking bizarre to me because it's supposed to be a party that's all about breaking away from the establishment. Mm -hmm. But they've become so established. They want to restrict speech. They want to enforce these laws about how you need to correctly, correctly call someone by their preferred pronouns. And a lot of that shit is like fascist in nature. Yeah. It's weird, though, man. Like, you can't say that to any of these fucking people. Like, I had a run-in tonight, actually, at my <laughs> fucking reunion, like, on more than one occasion with a couple of people that were a little bit on the, you know, kooky side. Yeah. But it, it's weird saying? to me. <laughs> no, that's that's why I think that like, we're not so far away. Really? They're like, that's, that, that, that boy over there, he's a major fascist. He's a fascist because <laughs> he like believes that like he that. should be able to call me a tranny. <laughs> Like, you're damn right. Gosh, here's, the thing. here's the thing, though. I don't... It's um, just so disappointing. I make people mad when I say this, but there is no such thing as hate speech. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't. It's just free speech. And, you know, it's the, all speech is free speech, but people don't want to hear it because it offends them. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I, I genuinely get it because there are things people say that piss me off. That doesn't mean I'm right. And it's not... That's not hate speech. That's them speaking freely. Do I hate what they're saying? Yeah, there's Tom McDonald said it best. He's a conservative rapper that basically mm-hmm. said there's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate. And there's a, that's 100 percent true. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing right now. I think our biggest um, battle should be fighting for free speech, not just guns. Not and lie, so hard. Go ahead. What are so you saying? Not to lie, cringed so hard when you said that. At what? There's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate. That's a, like, top 10 70-year-old white guy thing to say. <laughs> it's true, though. I can see it. Oh, oh, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Stephen, that's hate speech. I tell you, there's a difference between hate speech and speech you hate. Darla. Darla seems like a crazy lunatic. <laughs> 
Tell tell me I'm wrong though, bro. Like we love to talk shit about boomers, but let's be honest, they're pretty correct <laughs> in a lot of their thinking. Maybe they fucked us in the market and all that, but they were pretty correct. Like it's weird. No, I'm very thirty. So, I am so sick and tired of crazy old boomers thinking they're so much cooler than they they know so much more than us just because we're younger. They Even do. though we have proven time <laughs> and time and time again that we are more effective than they are. It drives me nuts. Doubtful. <laughs> I'm, 60, I'm 65 years old, and I've been in this party for, for 40 years, and I've done nothing but lose elections. But you're young, so there's no way you know what you're talking about. So we're going to try to tank your entire, any, your entire agenda just because we think that you should be able to um, challenge our, our authority. Well, no, I agree with you in the sense that I'm like, hey, you know what? I fucking I don't I don't hate old people, but they do get on my nerves because I've I've had to say this numerous times on the show, dude. I'm a different type of Christian. Like old people see me and like, you know, when I mention the gospel and things like that, they're like, Well, how do you know about God? Do you dress like a fucking moron? I'm like, God damn it, dude, this shit pisses me off so much. <laughs> Like just because I, I look like an idiot doesn't mean I am one. <laughs> but Shady, they get, if you wore shorts, they weren't so big, then maybe we could see any caps and you knew because she Jesus. They do. They're like, young man, you need to pull them pants up and take that fucking hat off in this restaurant. Have some respect. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Did this I is do? your this is your call to get a nice suit. <laughs> that's I think that's what it is. They don't like yeah. that. You don't like uh, getting nice Tony, suits? Tony's all yelling at this old guy. Like, my, it's not my my pants are pulled all the way up. They're just three sizes too big. And I'm, I'm losing weight, you freaking kook. That's good, Shady. <laughs> yeah, You're losing the weight, but we got to get the hat. The hat needs to be straight, not crooked. Yeah, dude, they don't like that. Like, and I'm not even talking about just old people. Think of it like this, dude. Old people are one thing, right? But old Christian people? Mm, yeah. <laughs> very different, dude. When I go into a church... And it's not like modern day millennial church. They flip the fuck out when they see me with a, with my emo skater hat and shit and the <laughs> jeans all baggy. They're like, "Well, you better turn around right now. What the fuck is wrong?" You're like, they modern give day millennial church. <laughs> oh no, that, oh no, that boy was in love very much as a child. <laughs> I've had my grandma like yell at me. She's like, "Why do you listen to that ACDC stuff?" And I'm like, "Because it's awesome music, Grandma." She goes, "No, it's the devil's music." Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. so sick of hearing this shit. Your opinion. <laughs> Football's the devil. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you ever seen that movie Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? When he's on stage singing a song about, he's, it's called Take My Hand, and the guy, the pastor gets up, it's the devil's music. And he's like, sir, it's a song about holding hands. And he's like, bro, the devil had hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, if you were like growing up around like what the, 30s and 40s that was sort of like the generation that got yeah. bought up to say like oh anything i don't know or don't like is satan yeah that's that's that, that where i have about an the issue. age yeah that that's where i have an issue with old people is they don't like the way i dress and that i can't be a christian because i cuss and drink and stuff no. like that it's like oh my god everybody's different that's what people don't understand that's why i don't like a lot of liberal democrats is because their message yeah. is Peace for all. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but A, you can't have that unless you're peaceful to all, literally. And mm-hmm. we'll never fully achieve world peace, dude. You can't force people to be a certain way because you don't like them. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way, you know, including racist people. You can't force them to think otherwise. We'll never have world peace. So the best yeah, way no. to deal with it is just cater to your audience. <laughs> like, let's go ahead and just forget about them instead of trying to combat them and force them to do shit with fascist tactics like that's so hypocritical well and the thing is like the the more you press to force people certain ways like that the more legitimacy you're going to give those people but like exactly. it's kind of funny because the second liberals started making like getting to the end game where like near the end of barack obama's second term like all the liberals are thinking okay well we finally got this you know, like liberal democratic utopia and America's going to lead the world to world peace through NATO and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and then like the second Obama left, Trump came along and they quickly realized that 
a good amount of America was on board with that and that they were living in some utopian bubble. That's when they started getting all freaked out. And that's when they started getting, you know, openly fascistic with a lot of these, with a lot of um, the political playbook they've been employing. And that's when they just started getting really, really left wing and authoritarian in their messaging. It's the second they knew that there was a good portion of the U.S. population that is going to actively resist their utopian, um, their utopian visions. I love how they judge people that resist it too. It's it's funny to me. It's kind of like a it's hypocritical when celebrities start talking shit about their fans. Like for example, Ocean's Eight came out, the remake of Ocean's Eleven, all female cast. I knew right away it was going to be dog shit because because all female. Yeah, like here's my opinion on that. Equality isn't I get my own movie. That's just my opinion. Like that's not – equality is not I get my own thing. So I knew it was going to suck, but I didn't want to say nothing. It turns out it sucked. And Sandra Bullock and a bunch of people that were in it were like, I think that the reason it did so bad in theaters is because the general population is full of male chauvinistic pigs. And I was like, or it sucked. Like you can just stop blaming your fans for not wanting to see your shitty movie. With your yeah, shitty but, ideas. But, I mean, that's how they think, though. It yeah, is, it is. You know, they have a utopian mindset. They believe that they figure out what's objectively correct and good for the world and everyone. And yeah, they just they, think that anyone who opposes it is just morally deficient and has to be forcibly corrected. So whenever they do something bad, whenever they do something popular, it's never their fault. It's always other people's because they simply aren't woke. They simply yeah. aren't wise to the utopia they want to create. They simply are too stupid to get yeah, the benefits of it. Yeah, it's it's the, oh, we're just too smart. You're just too dumb to understand why this is happening. This isn't our fault. You're just too dumb to understand how good it is right now. That's what the Biden administration is doing with inflation. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Inflation is bad, sure, but you're too dumb to understand that inflation here is better than it is everywhere else. Even though you sit down and look at any ounce of data and see the United States is one of the highest leading rates of inflation in the country, in the, on the planet, and be like, oh no, you're just too stupid to understand basic economics. So we're going to try to explain it away to you. <laughs> thinking, that these, thinking that these people will just be like, okay, Mr. Joe Biden. But they just go, all they do is they, they it's like they forgot that they have, that people have a supercomputer in their pocket and just go, What's the inflation rate right now? God damn, it's the high one of the highest on the planet. Yeah, like nine point one right now. Yeah, highest since like the early eighties, I think. Right, but you know, it's for Build Back Better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, which you can't, he, which you can't couldn't even shit. pass. <laughs> He's not even competent enough to pass it. <laughs> That's what's so crazy to me is there's enough people out there, even like liberals, that are like questioning mm-hmm. Biden. You know, they they say it as um. It's very obvious that he's not coherent. He can't function enough to do that job. Why aren't we talking about this? And then they get canned. But it's because these people wanted so desperately to fulfill their prophecy yep. and get rid of Orange Man, you know? So they'll take anything. But there are some of them that obviously, as polls are showing, and again, this is off of people that are dumb enough to do polls, but it's <laughs> off of people saying that more Democrats do not want Biden for another yep. term. It's because they're realizing their mistake. You know what the problem is, though? They want another Democrat to step in. Yeah. And I'm I'm generally not the guy that's like, fuck that party. But I'm at the point where I'm like, dude, if it doesn't work, why do you want to keep doing it? Yeah, well, because a lot of them want someone like Biden who's just more competent and lucid in general. You know, someone who's a bit who's willing to be a bit more forceful with the Democrat Party. Yeah. So someone who can actually, you know, someone who has the balls to go into people like, Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, and say, hey, you're being an obstructionist to my, like, stupid socialist agenda. Um, I'm going to punish you by humiliating you. I'm going to make sure you don't get elected again. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to make your life miserable unless you just, like, vote on this damn bill and we won't yeah. have problems. That's basically what Trump did to a lot of Republicans. No, it's 100% what he did. Yeah, and, I was... and it works. It works. Yeah, because I was one of the people that was... <laughs> full-on pro-Trump and shit like that. But as time went on, I started to question things. I was like, wait a minute. Some of this shit I don't like, but there's a lot of people out there that just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to question it. 
And I've said this to Austin before on the show, too. I've told him that too many people vote with emotion. Yeah. They think that because they're Republican, they have to vote Republican. Right now, probably the smartest thing you could do. But let's say 10 years down the road. I would vote Democrat if there was a Democrat that cared about our country. Here's some boomer shit for you. My dad said this one time. The last Democrat that ever cared about our country was JFK. That is like – that's a whole whole new level of boomer, but it's true. I mean JFK was overrated, but still. (laughs) Right, but it's true because I'm like, yeah, I would totally vote for a Democrat that actually gave a shit about our country. Right now, not so much. Yeah, I hear more about the about the um, controversial opinion that Evan made. Um, watch, listen to the Youth Fairness Initiative podcast, The Red Rift, to find out why JFK is so overrated. Shameless. Yeah, yeah. See, Tony, that's how you do it. Now yeah, go shame. back to your goddamn reunion <laughs> and do that. <laughs> you know how I would have done it, but I knew it wouldn't fly with my wife and anybody else in the room if I had the fucking. If I could go back and do it over, I would have went like, all right, I know we're all politically divided, but listen up, faggots. I want you guys to go check out. <laughs> listen to the Great Kirk podcast and find out why a faggot. Yeah, dude, like, that's me, dude. I'm so, because I've explained this to Chanel. I've told her that if anyone gets mad at me online, I'm a different person online versus in real life. Yeah. My online persona is like a wrestling gimmick. It's a character that i've created for my podcast it's not necessarily me it's rooted in some realism but it's just me being an asshole because i know that when i say something fucked up people are going to look at my profile and go what is this oh he's got a podcast he thinks and then they start listening to it like you know what fuck him i hate this piece of shit and i hope he dies i'm gonna listen to the next episode yeah yeah, thanks it's basically (laughs) hate watching yeah Uh, it's it's like like you you have no clue like how much i hate watch like left-wing streamers and YouTubers. I do it all but, the time. <laughs> well, like, if you go through my YouTube feed right now, like, based on the al- what the algorithm gives me, like, you would think, if you didn't know me, that I'm, like, some insane communist <laughs> based on, like, what my YouTube feed is right now and what it gives me. Right. That's it's just what nothing. I'm basically in, like, a left-wing media ecosystem right now. If Austin were to pick up your phone and say, what the fuck is this, you traitor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I'm in, like, a left wing media (laughs) ecosystem right now. Like, I secretly love hate-watching stuff like that. (laughs) Evan's entire Facebook page is Rachel Maddow, Cenk Uger, and um, Hassan Piker. (laughs) I I do have a lot of Hassan Piker. (laughs) I've got an issue with, um, it's a secret thing, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of tell the whole public. Um, for the longest time, I had a secret obsession with watching protesters get beat up and hit by cars on YouTube. Oh, I love that. I fucking love, <laughs> I love it, dude. That. Like, I yeah, can't help fun. it. Hey, they're getting what they deserve, dude. I don't care if they're, I don't care if they're left wing or or right wing, dude. If they get fucked up by a car on Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care if you're left wing or right wing protester. If you go stand in the middle of the street, get hit by the car, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yep. Yeah, it's on you. Idiot. Seriously, dude, I don't like protesters, period. Like, I just, I understand it's your right to, and I'm totally all for that. But don't block the street. Get off the fucking sidewalk. Yep. Stick to your hill, and that's it. Why do we have to, like... I'm surprised more people just don't, like, see them from a mile away, and then just, like, make a beeline straight towards them at 60 miles an hour. Like, I I really don't understand why more people do that. (laughs) All I know, if I'm on I-25 and I'm driving the ambulance, I'm putting some people in an ambulance. Oh, uh, yeah. Putting some people in an ambulance. <laughs> Could you imagine you get pulled You get pulled an ambulance like, what hit an ambulance? No, sir, it wasn't an ambulance. An ambulance came to pick you up. No, I swear to God, it was an ambulance. Yeah. No, no I think me it's up. delusional. The ambulance came to pick yeah. you up. But no, like, if you have, like, a big truck or something, if you find yourself on I-25 and there's some dickhead protesters, like, in the middle of the streets, I mean, hey, the speed limit's 65. Just keep speed and just do it. Yeah, Honestly. Exactly. <laughs> the, crank the wheel to the right, pull the e-brake, and drift into them sideways. Oh, yeah, that way you have some possible deniability. You can say you tried to stop. Hey, I gotta step away yeah. for just but a you, second. Keep, keep the conversation You gotta drift going. sideways, so yeah, you draft, you drift sideways, you smack more at one. It's called hitting more birds at one stone. 
Wait, yeah. what? Hit more birds with one? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, that that saying sounds about right. But yeah, I, I guess the only big, um, I guess big deterrence is legal trouble. Because, I mean, if you get caught by going 60 miles an hour, like, straight into a person, then that's definitely vehicular manslaughter, um, at least. So if you you can say, like, hey, I drifted in, I, like, slammed on the brake and hit the e-brake to, like, stop as soon as possible, but, uh, whoops, I drifted in and, like, hit five people with the bratza on my truck. So bad. So, yeah, bad for them. You can at least say you tried to stop. It was accidental. In the great state of Iowa, um, under the great um, governor, Kim Reynolds, it is if you are, if a protester is blocking the street on the interstate or a highway and you hit them, you're not held responsible. I'm back. The, what are we talking about? The, the state legislature uh, made riding it over a highway law. protesters. <laughs> and, how it's, and how you can't get. If they're blocking the interstate or the high in Iowa and you hit them, you're not held responsible. One thing to say to that, good. Like, fucking, yeah. fuck them. Same thing in the Florida credit. as well. And um, another, Tennessee, I think. Another reason, another reason why Kim Reynolds is a better governor than yours. <laughs> yeah, Kim Reynolds isn't half bad. So what do we think about 2024? DeSantis... I mean, if Trump runs again, then DeSantis isn't going to run because they're good friends. See, um, I would be all for a Trump-DeSantis president-vice president duo right there. I, I think that's probably what will happen. And they'll probably fucking win because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Is there's, people... no way, there's no way There's no way. DeSantis takes that. No way. You don't reach that high level of popularity to take vice president to Trump. Who could poison your whole political career? And he'll only be the vice president for four years, and then he can run for president. Yeah, but yeah, I was going to say, he'll do that, one term. In, But in that, in that four years, look what he did to Mike Pence's career. That's because Mike Pence like, is a Mike pussy, Pence, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, knock it off. Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike Pence is an American hero. And he's Oof. a puss. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, Trump but, did um, fuck him but over. Mike Pence, was, yeah, Trump has Mike a lot Pence of baggage, yes. Vice president. People are all like, oh, yeah, uh, Mike Pence could legitimately run for president in four years. And now everybody's like, oh, he's got no chance. DeSantis knows this. DeSantis could disagree on one thing with Trump, and Trump would wreck his entire career as his vice president. And well, here's the thing. Chance to have him hung. Aren't we doing what all these fucking corporations do, though, when they don't stand up for their artists? Because people are like, oh, Trump has too much baggage and all that. And I agree, but I'm like... Isn't this what corporations do, though? When people get in trouble, no, they start backing down? Thing, no, no, because it is important that we get people elected so they can further our agendas. And if well, that means saying that the, the playbook to beat Trump is already out in public and everybody's seen it, and we don't need someone who we, the, the Democrats already know how to beat, is not anything negative against Trump. It's a, the fact that we need someone new and someone different. True. That's where DeSantis comes in. And it would be really helpful if the person who does run for president is a has plenty of foreign policy experience, was it has been a governor in the past, um, preferably could check a glass ceiling mark because that person's gonna be running up against a a, a glass ceiling shattering um candidate. So it'd, it'd be great if there was a there has to be someone who's been a governor, who has foreign policy experience, and is a glass ceiling candidate. I got a better idea, okay? Just hear me out. Probably Democratic, but hear me out. Dwayne Johnson, Keanu Reeves, 2024. There we go. Hell yeah, there we go. <laughs> Those are the only Democrats I vote for. <laughs> give me, give me the... Give you me. know that it comes from a place of love and not hate. That's totally different. Like, give, those are Democrats give that give a shit. Get, give me a Haley Reynolds ticket. And if Ron DeSantis wins and he's elected, does would that make him the first Italian American president? No, it can be. I don't I think, think so. I don't think we've ever had any Italian American presidents. 
Yeah, so, hey, there's say, a glass ceiling so. right there with Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, but where's the foreign policy experience? Yeah, I, I'd rather have an Italian-American president than one president. <laughs> Look, my... I'm we, we, got, we, got, we got to get an Italian I want a president that has no problem saying... It's top priority. <laughs> I want a president that has no problem saying, fuck him, the Brandon administration doesn't work. Like, that dude just talks mad shit, dude. Oh, yeah. That's what I love about him. Like, I'm sorry, dude, but I loved mean tweets. I appreciated it. It was cool to see a president go, ha ha, sucks to be you, nerd. <laughs> but at the same time, Biden does the exact same thing, which is why it's insane to me that Republicans get all, like, freaked out when he goes, we're sick of you, man. I'm like, dude, every president talks shit about the opposing side. Mm-hmm. Biden's just crazy. That's different. Like... He's out his fu- he's off his fucking rocker. We know he's not running the country. Oh, man. oh no. Yeah, he's definitely not. And it's not Kamala either. They hate her. But whoever is well, running the, thing. the country, Democrats... they're they're just like being horribly inept at getting anything done for Democrats. Yeah. Sauce and I were talking about this early, earlier today, where well, like you look at the political landscape and the overall shifts. Yeah, where I mean, we're getting Roe v. Wade overturned and abortion banned in half the country, and we're doing this without a Republican president or a Republican House or a Republican Senate. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, buying controls basically everything. The Democrats control almost everything, and they still can't get a damn thing done. So whoever is like secretly controlling the country for the Democrats is just terrible at it. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, they suck too because everyone thinks it's Biden. I was like, nah, he's too dumb. He can't do half the shit that's going on right now. It's got to be someone that's really smart, but still fucked up. Like, I think that a lot of this uh, shit we're going through is on purpose. Uh-huh. You know, like the whole um, gas being so expensive. Well, yeah, that's because they're trying to get you to get an electric car. This yeah. has been an ongoing thing for fucking ever. That's not an accident. That's on purpose. But yeah, also, that's one thing. But also, like, the oil and gas stuff. Yeah, no, that's they deliberately a, close pipelines, but then yeah. try and buy from Saudi Arabia and whatnot. I mean, Which you got to so know what weird. you're doing there. You don't just accidentally do that stuff. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, they are fucking up. And unfortunately for them, that shows that a lot of Democrats are thinking, we need somebody that's going to be better than this, or we don't have a choice and we have to vote Republican. Yeah. Which, um, good for us. Yeah, it's, it's only good for us. And you also have the other side of the coin where, like on the social issues, where they're losing big on critical race theory, state legislators are banning the hell out of it and just giving a massive FU to the teachers' unions. Um, then we have the Roe yeah, Wade um... stuff, and we have a ton of that stuff going on. And, I mean, I don't think Democrats are actually trying to lose that. They aren't yeah. trying to lose on those issues. That's just pure incompetency. So Democrat voters see that, like the far left of the party sees this. And they hate Biden and are looking to oust him just because he's not far left enough and competent enough to get far left objectives done anymore. Well, that's why, like, Gavin Newsom wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I said that wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. That's yeah. why she wouldn't work because, yeah, she was Democrat, but she wasn't fucking socialist and shit it wasn't far left and that's not what they want they want someone that's going to conform to what they want it's a join or die society yeah i say that all the time because it's true but that's why she wouldn't have made it but if she runs down the issue is the democrats don't have a bench like whether who no matter what we who we agree on is the best candidate for president for republicans we have a solid Eight, nine people who, if they're nominated, will be phenomenal candidates. Oh, yeah. Whether it's uh, Democrats don't have any. I mean, they've got Buttigieg, who is ridiculous, who disappeared from his job for three months, and no one even recognized he was gone. Yeah. They've got Kamala (laughs) Harris, who's a mad lib of a human being. Like, what was that? What was that insane thing she said we, about like it's time we to do, do something? Yeah, 
we is what we it is time to do what we've always done and what we've always done is what we always what we always do correct <laughs> it was just the most ridiculous thing i ever heard in my entire life you could it's tell they're worse. just fucking losing and... it as they're speaking <laughs> jesus christ well then you have joe biden like reading a teleprompter but like he reads like the, yeah verbatim like the peripheral notes where it like after he makes a point like there's a parentheses repeat line for emphasis so he would be going and we need to protect women's rights repeat line for emphasis we need to protect women's rights <laughs> he actually yeah, did right, that bro. recently yeah, and you see the look on his face like he realizes, oh, that was that was an oopsie on me. <laughs> and then, they, then who else they have? They have Gavin Newsom who faced a recall in California. And yeah. then... I mean, he lost, albeit. But the fact it got to that point still says something. Or sorry, he, he won the recall, I should say. But it still got to that point. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. If you guys get a minute, check your uh, check the mess chat section. <laughs> Thought you guys might like that. The friend said that to me, and I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Speaking of jail, okay. your brain turns to jelly one time, and all your girlfriends are like, "No, nope, gone." Yeah. She's like, "I'm fucking out. He's not a man anymore." Have yeah. you seen that? Have you seen? Have you seen that? Clay's like, she's like, I got the life insurance. We're done. But um, have you seen, seen that the um, Family Guy clip where it's got Lee Harvey Oswald in the window? He goes, "Yay, JFK, I love you. I voted for you." Hi. Oh no, there's that man on the grassy knoll. I better do something. He pulls a gun out. Lee Har- Harvey. Get ready to be an American hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> oh, dude. Austin. Um, I saw that movie we've been talking about for months now, The Black Phone. So it came out a few weeks ago in theaters. Yeah. And then yesterday it was released to early release for like digital and shit. So I bought it because it was 20 bucks to rent or 20 bucks to own. I was looking at the fucking tomato meter. I was like, okay, this is definitely worth buying. So I bought it. It's a good fucking movie, dude. We'll have to talk about that later. Um, Aside from that, uh, you know what? Before we close this up, now I got to know. Evan, why is JFK the most overrated president? Uh, Because he he basically wanted to do a lot of the things that Lyndon B. Johnson ended up doing. But he was just seen as too inexperienced and his skill set was too one-dimensional as a president to get any of that even started um, in his term. I'm talking mainly about like all the Civil Rights Acts uh, that Lyndon B. Johnson passed, uh, Great Society programs and whatnot. Um, and if you know anything about like the Civil Rights Act and the Great Society stuff, it's a lot of what you know, caused the black family and the black community to be so harmed in the long run. It's what caused uh, poverty declining to be stalled completely. Um, It's just what caused a ton of harm for people, and it's what stopped a lot of people from recovering long term. And a lot of people talk about JFK's foreign policy and the Cuban Missile Crisis, but really the reason there is a giant Cuban Missile Crisis is because of how horribly JFK handled the Bay of Pigs situation. Yeah. And if JFK would have done the right thing during the Bay of Pigs, there would have been a Cuban Missile Crisis. So yeah. most, of, most of JFK's largest um, his largest successes uh, were caught. He was in that situation because of failures that he's had in the past. Yeah. And people, people credit him with like, oh, well, we will go to the moon before the end of this century. We do this not because it is easy, but it's because it is hard. JFK was a great order, and he was a great he 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 set he was great at setting objectives and then helping pushing people in that direction, then letting everybody else do the work to get there. Yeah, he never did any of that he himself. Never, he never really did any of that. Yeah, Austin can speak more in the foreign policy, but as far as domestic policy, 
he basically set out to do what Lyndon B. Johnson did, which again was the Great Society and Civil Rights Act, which were disastrous in many ways. But JFK never was able to do that. Um, and also, he has this um, he has this mythos of you know like your uh, boomer grandparents said, Tony, that uh, JFK was the last good president we had. Uh, the reason why so many people say that is because he's seen as being this um, relatively non-controversial, non-partisan figurehead that can unite people. And the only reason that is, is because he was a good orator, like Austin said, and because he never actually got anything meaningful done to criticize domestically. Well, he was, so, he was so, also popular, too, Marilyn Monroe and shit. Yeah, well, yeah, because he was also attractive. And yeah. Yeah, he was like a sex addict, and people like that for some reason. Or I know, it's like fucking Bill Clinton. Everyone thinks he's a goddamn saint. And I'm sorry, dude, but if you stick your cigar up your secretary's vagina, yeah. <laughs> I think that's considered rape well, a well, little then, bit. No, the thing is, Bill Clinton's considered a creep. JFK was considered like a Chad. The, that, that's the difference. Yeah. So it really true. comes down to like better orating skills. It comes down to the fact that he's a Chad, apparently. But the only reason why he's elected as favorably as he is was because he was ineffective and useless and couldn't be and couldn't do anything controversial because he was so useless. And I think when people people say that JFK was the last Democrat that loved America, I believe that. JFK loved America. He did things to prove it. And and JFK believed in um, American exceptionalism. That's why so many Republicans and a lot of Democrats kind of they 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 idolize him or they desire to have someone like him again because so many of the presidents we've had we have now Obama Carter Clinton they didn't believe in American exceptionalism but JFK did and so there's I think there's still a yearning in the Democrat Party especially with the um, you know, w- blue collar working class Democrats who want who believe that America is a great place and they want to see someone rec- um, they want to see someone reflect that. And the last person they've seen who's a Democrat who reflected that America and believed that America was in a great place was JFK. So in our brains, we've got this idea of Camelot and King Arthur and American greatness and scientific advancement and winning the space race. And our brain kind of skips over the giant flaws that JFK had out of a desire and a wish to have a Democrat that loves America again and it believes in American exceptionalism. And yep. I think that we're kind of blinded by that. The, re- the last good real pres- Democrat president we had was Harry Truman. After Harry Truman, it's all trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dad always said the only president that ever told the truth was Truman. Dad joke for you. (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay, so. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Last segment is non-political. Let's uh, let's talk about what we've been watching. So, Evan, I don't know if you know this, but Austin and I like to talk about movies every now and then. Yeah, I've seen a lot of your podcast before, and it's a ton of movie stuff. Yeah, we like to talk about movies every now and then, and I figured we'll spend these last couple of minutes talking about what we've been watching currently. Um, shit, I'll start. I'm uh, I'm known for being highly critical about comic book movies and shows and shit, mm-hmm. but I have been watching a show that I'm actually like mad in love with. I'm already on season three in like two days. It's called The Boys on uh, Amazon Prime. Didn't think I would like it at all. It sounded fucking stupid. I never read the comics, so I had no interest, but... Everybody was telling me, like, you know, just watch it. You'll love it. It's great. And I'm watching it so far. And it's it's pretty good. Have you guys seen it or heard of it? Yeah. No, I haven't heard of it. It's basically about, like, a future where superheroes are run by, like, a corporate America type of deal. They're like a, they're like a Walmart. They're pretty much wasn't, like an NFL star. Wasn't that the premise of, like, Incredibles 3? Um, essentially, but with this show, what it is, is because they're so corporate and because they're so owned and, you know, basically juiced for money, they can get away with a lot of shit and they're very corrupt. A lot of them are evil. So these group of like vigilantes come together and they're like, fuck it, we're going to kill them. 
basically we're gonna kill <laughs> off all these superheroes that suck it's a it's a good show it's uh it's weird like um the best way i can describe it it's pineapple express and watchmen pretty much mixed up it's a total comedy but it's got some of like that dark yeah superhero essence to it and the superheroes are like super they're really hypocritical the thing is though with this show is it does have a narrative behind it it's very much anti-capitalism anti you know that bullshit if you can detect that and just get past it it's a good show but i've met so many people that are like i can't watch it it's too political i was like wait a minute how did you not figure that out from like the first minute of the show they're talking about like (laughs) corporate america i'm like yep here we go Mm -hmm. i um i hate to be that guy that changes the topic conversation but i do have a story that this this podcast is gonna really want to hear oh yeah yeah go ahead go ahead i wanted to hear this austin got ran over (laughs) <laughs> how the fuck did that happen so i bought my truck for my food truck and i was working on it and pop was in the driver's seat and he had it in neutral and i was working on it and he accidentally like punched it in gear and ran right over my legs <laughs> Austin went flying. He's like, hey! <laughs> I, I was sitting like crisscross applesauce in front of the tires and the dude, the dude, the tires came up, rolled up onto my legs and chest oh, in the chest. And I went, lay down. I just looked up. All I saw was the bottom of the truck. And I was like, Jesus, here I come. <laughs> I'm going to die. Yeah, 100%. I was like, I'm dead. I'm oh so dead. God. And freaking Papa punches it back in reverse, rolls back off my legs, which somehow hurt and did more damage. Him coming off of me. He did coming up onto me. And, like, I'm full of adrenaline, so I, like, jump up. I'm like, oh, my God, I almost died. <laughs> and Grandma comes sprinting around. She's screaming, he ran him over with her hands. <laughs> oh, my God, he ran him over. And she comes over, I'm just standing. And I just turn around. I'm just like, woo, that was kind of scary, wasn't it? And Grandma's, like, having a heart attack. And I'm actually like, are you okay? And I look up, and Papa's in the driver's seat. He's like, oh. It was in gear. It was in <laughs> gear. He's like, I guess he's all right. Dude, that's Yeah, I'm surprised awesome. that he can walk still. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, for real. Because I got hit by a car when I was younger. It was my mom backing out of the driveway. So very similar, but not too similar. Like, basically, she hit me while I was on my bike, and I flew <laughs> a couple of feet, dude. Yeah, I was just chilling on my bike, and she, I guess, wasn't paying attention. She hit me, dude. Hard enough going down that I flew off this bike and I flew at least like five, six feet back. And all I remember is talking to friends and all of a sudden, boom. And I rolled around and I was like, what the fuck, man? What happened? I thought that like <laughs> one of my friends pushed me off my bike or something was like brute force, dude. And then my mom's getting out of the car. Are you okay? Are you all right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, what are you doing in the driveway like that, you fucking moron? Like, <laughs> this is not my fault, mom. Yeah, I just yelled what at me like, you fucking like, yeah. ran me over, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was terrifying dude. <laughs> wasn't yes, expected. Like, got, go ahead I've got two broken toes a sprained ankle Ooh, and a sprained fuck. knee Damn. Christ man that's nuts all I got yeah, so, was a so I'm lipping around a little bit like a little like a crippled like a little crippled boy damn and you're still working yeah I'm, bad. I'm, I'm just fine it, none of it's none of it's really bad is it the truck was empty? It was on dually, so the weight was kind of spread out good enough. I didn't really break anything important. Yeah, still though. I, I can't like wiggle my toes on my right foot yet. This is the same guy that like fucking dislocated his hand or his finger or his thumb or whatever while we're trying to throw shit away when we're moving. Dislocates his fucking thumb and then cracks it back into place and goes, "Yeah, man, that really hurt. I don't know about this. <laughs> like it was nothing. Yeah, that kind of hurt." Dude, my shoulder was hurting so bad the next day. I was like, "Oh, I'm sore." <laughs> There's nothing worse than like after the shock wears off, you start to feel the pain, and then the next day comes, you're like, "Oh wow, I feel way worse." Well, dude, for the right when I hopped up, I was like, "Woo, I'm not hurt. Nothing hurts. This is awesome." I like go back to the truck and like I'm halfway back to the truck and like the adrenaline wears off. I'm like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's when you feel you're like, oh shit, and you fall over and Patty's freaking out. 
I was like, oh god, I think I broke my leg. <laughs> then I said, then I sat down and ate some food, and you know that always helps. And you're like, I was like, I think I'm good. Dude, I'm gonna have to tell Chanel this now. She'll be like, my grandpa's not. I'll be like, yeah, he did. He tried to kill Austin. <laughs> yeah, I got back underneath that truck shortly after. I was like, this truck's trying to kill me. <laughs> he was like, I know how we can get rid of the problem, Patty. <laughs> Jesus. Oh fuck. Uh, unfortunately, we've hit that mark. Uh, damn, I had fun. Uh, thanks, Evan, for being on, man. I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, no problem, dude. Um, maybe we'll have you on again sometime in the future. We'd love to yeah. continue the conversation. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Austin, buddy, as always, it's fun. I'm sorry that it keeps taking so long for us to get these out, man. It's just been fucking nuts on, on my end. I got a lot of work and just different shit coming up, but we're getting there. People that are listening, bear, bear with us. Um, if you like what you heard, and you'd like to check out more, go to the home base. That is thegreatgrowthpodcast.com. You can find fucking every episode there imaginable. Again, that is thegreatgrowthpodcast.com. I am Tony here with my buddy Austin. Austin, sir, I'll see you on Friday. Adios.